Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. This is, well, man, we are on week nine. Is it week nine? Not prepared for this. This has gone far too quickly. And yet not if you're a fan of certain teams. Hi, Texas. We're here to discuss college football. Spencer Hall from SB Nation every day should be Saturday.com. As always, joining us from the booth in New York, Ryan Nanny. What, what? And from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, where he lives in the loudest, quietest neighborhood in the world, Jason Kirk. Neighbors doing some carpentry. Sounds like, I mean, they got a goddamn forge going over there. Um, might be making like horseshoes or something. Y'all yeah. hear that? Maybe you, maybe you live in Fallout Four. I'm, I might, I might, I might. Yeah, I might just uh, throw like a, a metal fort around my house by yep. like pointing yep. with my hands. I might collect a bunch yep. of tires. Everyone has a gun. Everyone has a gun. Guns that shoot staples and and bottles and whatever you find. Yeah. This dude, yeah. this dude in a tri-corner hat, knocks on your door every five minutes, saying, "Another outpost needs your help." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get I, I get I, murdered I, by mosquitoes every five minutes and then stop playing for two months. Mm, that's a, that sounds like Georgia. Georgia I football. Really, I I really wish that there was one character in in Fallout who whose whole mission was just like, man, you know, if we can just get Virginia Tech football started up again, there's nobody out here in the wasteland that they can that, that, that can beat them. So that's a de facto national championship. Uh, yeah, I like that that implies after the nuclear apocalypse, Virginia Tech's still trying to play football. Because, like, you know, if, if all the cities get bombed, what's that got to do with Blacksburg? That ain't, I mean, that ain't a city. Like, the, the mountain's I mean, too high. Yeah. The, radio, the radioactiveness ain't even going to roll in. They're, this, why, don't, why don't nobody want to play us? This is what nuclear winter scenarios never account for, is that there will be somebody who says, 
well, shit, man, I don't, you know, why can't we keep playing football? <laughs> sure, sure, recruiting's going to be a little harder, but. <laughs> so it's I don't Virginia know. Tech, West Virginia for the national title every year. <laughs> yeah, every and West year. Virginia just keeps and winning. Virginia West Tech Virginia somehow Tech. still has an empty trophy case. <laughs> Dana, Dana Holgerson, with half his face melted off, becomes uh, college football's greatest coach. Hey, listen, they dropped the bomb. We kept pouring rails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immune to radiation, thanks to all that liquor. Once those mut- Well, listen, once those mutants kick in, D-line's going to be popping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Woo! The week that will be, gentlemen, uh, you summed it up best, Jason. Two words. Pretty good. Yeah. This isn't a week with um, one big blockbuster game. And in fact, it has a few games that kind of fell off from the beginning of the season. Michigan, Michigan State, Clemson, Florida State, Baylor, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Texas, um, Miami, Notre Dame, so on and so uh, forth. But I think, you know, enough interest has emerged elsewhere. Nebraska, Wisconsin, that's big and important all of a sudden, you know. And 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 Clemson, FSU, that's still pretty big, you know. So I, I think there's enough up and down the schedules where you can very confidently say we're going to get some good games out of the schedule. I think a couple of those dogs are going to end up being good. For instance, Michigan, Michigan State. I really do actually think that'll end up being more competitive than people think. Now, mind you, this is a game where Mark D'Antonio himself was asked the question. So nobody thinks you can win this game. Oh, boy. Oh, God. They win, did it. They did. Now, remember, remember, primary disrespect engineer for the upper northern United States is Mark D'Antonio. He will take five rubber bands, two paper clips, and a double-A battery and manufacture a nuclear reactor of disrespect for he's any the, scenario. He's he's the anti-Tinkerbell. The harder you don't <laughs> believe in him, the more he lives. I, like, I yeah. bet if you had told Mark D'Antonio at age 28, well, you can't be president because you're not old enough, he would have said, I'll fucking show you. You know what? I'm going to be in that office in four well, years. Well, that's where you're wrong because I, I, I'm president now. What? Oh, holy shit, he is. Wow. <laughs> they made a video. We look up the Constitution and what? It says 28's the cutoff. I always thought it was 35. I made a videotape of myself in the Oval Office to talk to me. <laughs> I eventually made the Oval Office. Because, you know, they did that Rose Bowl tape. Yeah, where yeah it starts He with, filmed it, it before. Starts, it starts with a little mark. Do you think he was going to quietly delete that if Michigan State did not make the Rose Bowl, right? Or was he just going to pass it off the next year? As oh, a- I think he had. I think he had one for every bowl prepped. Every Big Ten. <laughs> here, I, here I am in a in a Outback Steakhouse after hours. A bar back is making out with a waiter, and I'm eating bread. Hello, men. You're at the heart of Dallas Bowl. <laughs> Which want you to know that you will be the ones to play in Dallas. Told you we could get there, and and you did it. I anticipated this and created only this video. <laughs> only this video to welcome you to it's the like they, game. they look up like why the fuck is coach recruiting it's all these weird places and in the middle of may why did he go to detroit of all places hello hello said hello 2017 san diego chargers yeah. i'm here talking to you <laughs> yeah this is a this is a week where uh it, it's uphill uphill skiing for michigan state but if it's a rivalry game, and that's really the only thing you can say when you're yeah. trying to look for what, this could be close. What what level what level of bloodshed and pain do you think will satisfy not Jim Harbaugh? We already sort of went Ooh. went through and it, that that well that well can be filled over and over again. But 
the average Michigan fan after last year, how bad of a ass kicking do they need to be like, all right, I'm satisfied. Uh, if it, nope. If it were, it can't happen. If it were me. Yeah. Yeah. It can't happen. Well, and, and you do have a Michigan tattoo. So you're the closest thing to a Michigan fan. On Spencer, speak into your arm and tell us what it says. Yeah. What is, what is, what does Totoro think? Totoro. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to translate from the Japanese here. Okay, because that's, of course, what Totoro speaks. I need to go ahead and get this. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for me, if you're just asking me, there is no amount of, of points. Okay, none. There, there's absolutely no limit to how, what, what would be running up the score here? Oh, I, like, think, I, I, think, I think if you hit 79, because then you've established Michigan State is worse than Rutgers. I think that would be a cutoff. Yeah, I think that has to be combined with um, the most Michigan thing that could happen in this game was would be Michigan jumps out to I don't know, let's say a thirty-five zero halftime lead, and then puts up in the puts in the backups, but they keep as they did against Rutgers running up the points. I think if you do it just with the starters, that sort of loses the luster. You, you would ideally Michigan can get to a point where it's nothing but walk-ons and they're driving the field on Michigan State. <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna this is this is gonna hurt. This is not just last year. I mean, this is D'Antonio's own Michigan since he showed up. Clearly enjoys it. Um, you know, they've clearly turned around, like sort of owned all the insults and thrown them back at Michigan for years. Little brother, all that stuff. Um, after his very first game, pride goes before the fall, is what he said. And um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say Mark D'Antonio isn't a humble man, but he's probably he's probably about to fall. Uh, yeah, this is, by the way, like this is the closest thing I've seen in terms of potential for brutality. Uh, the Oregon Washington game. This is this is as close to that game in terms of the potential brutal revenge. On on the flip side, maybe the last month of Michigan State football has just been a very elaborate game of possible. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Serious. Yeah. That's what they did. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to find anything positive. Um. Can we talk about Virginia Tech Pitt? Hachi Dubonme! By the way, that's the number of points. 80. <laughs> 80. Okay. okay. Thank you, Totoro. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested in this Virginia Tech team. I feel like that's a weird thing to say in 2016, but I think they're kind of good. I think it, I think next year they'll be real good. Like I like um, I like Gerard Evans a lot. He, he Virginia Tech might have the third or fourth best quarterback in the ACC right now. By the numbers, yeah, right up there. But by, by by the numbers, he's he's thrown 19 touchdowns to two interceptions. He gives them something on the ground, which is kind of important because uh, until last week, the Hokies had not done a lot with the running attack. Um, also, let me let me speak for the defense here. That would mm-hmm. that would be Pitt because Pitt, yeah, they're five and two. The combined points from those two losses, eight. They have lost two games by. Eight points, which is one super pit, but two also promises that this will at least be a close margin, interesting kind of game. It should be. Um, yeah, Pitt's Pitt's able to run the ball a lot. They've got 200 rushing yards at least in six straight games. They don't really like to throw the ball. They're kind of like, yeah, 15 pass attempts. That seems. That seems. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. That's like plenty. That's right plenty. Ratio. Yeah. Um, Back away from the table. The f- yeah, they're like that's uh, they view um, passing <clears throat> as sugars on their food pyramid. Not none, but 
in moderation. Mm, I don't. I, we're talking about the state of Pennsylvania. I don't know if mm, not yeah, much just, sugar is is the is the metaphor. That maybe they. I think they view them as no, veg- but in, they view them as vegetables. Okay, yeah, I see. This is the, so this the, is the, the most, their food permit is pear shaped. They're one of those. Yeah, exactly. They're one of those <laughs> like places that views potatoes as a vegetable. This is the right. this is the mo carb diet. Yeah. <laughs> Mac and cheese is a vegetable. It's listed that way on the menu. It says it says the side, doesn't it? And you can get sides on vegetable veggie plate. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> that's right. Like cookout, Pit. chicken nuggets are totally a side dish. Man, what's mm-hmm. Spencer? What's the high or Brian? Brian, have you been to cookout? Yes. I okay. Have. So, what is the highest um, number of dollars that y'all have ever spent in one sitting on a meal, like just for you, not counting kids and whatever? Me? Yeah. 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 Well, everybody, but yeah. I mean, the most, I, I don't know if I've spent $20 there to feed four people. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's some, the best I mean, place on earth. This is some real dad shit talking, but you can go there with a $20 bill and everyone rolls out saying, no more. No, yeah. no. I've made it sort of a goal. I want to see if I can eat $20 worth of cookout in one sitting. I, I want to see if, I, let's see if it can be done. I'm, up to, I'm up to like 11 yeah, man. I think cookout can. I think cookout can really up the ante. I think they can say, uh, "Okay, well, we can put a straw in your milkshake, or we can put a chicken finger." Yeah, no same part. cost. Doesn't cost anything. Oh, do you want? Do you want your burger wrapped in paper, or would you like it wrapped in a piece of pizza? <laughs> now, the the there there are a few a few tips. The 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 primary cookout hack is, of course, to get the quesadilla as a side because it takes up very little space in your tray. Um, you're going to want the big double burger because obviously that's bigger than any any of the other sandwiches. Um, and then you go fries because, you know, that's a lot of space left over. And, like, they'll give you, like, four onion rings. That's not that's 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 not no, kind of no, you, no, you got to You got to double that order of onion rings. I will say that that's like I'm not even I mean, I'm a glutton. So take this with a a grain of salt. You got to double the order of onion rings. I think even a reasonable person would admit that. Yeah. Well, you got to double everything because, I mean, it's ninety nine cents. Why would you only spend ninety nine cents? <laughs> you have you have you have at least twenty sort of ninety nine cent range price blocks to fill. Get them. So this is this is the penny penny slot of fast food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent three hours there, and I only only I, I somehow won four dollars. <laughs> I feel terrible, and my skin has kind of a rash on it. But also, you have to walk in with a bucket. Just, just <laughs> penny slots. you're gonna need it. It's yeah. It's it's it's. Listen, you can. This is this is a segue here. You can chip away at it all day long, but eventually the menu's gonna get you. You're gonna. How fuck? How fucked would you have been if there had been cookout in college when you were in college? I don't know. I mean, how? Wait, is it worse than pizza? Like calorically, if you want. To gain yeah. weight, there is no better way of doing it than by having cheap, readily available pizza. Like pizza is just garbage. I it's delicious, but it's just garbage. It's just a bunch of flour and really cheap cheese, which is mostly just oil in kind of a solid mm-hmm. form. Like that's mm-hmm. that that's the kind of food they give, like, you know, they give you this is what Michigan did. If you want the football link, remember that Mike Gittleson, the old trainer at Michigan under Lloyd Carr would have his linemen eat a pizza every night 
in order to gain weight, a large pizza. That was the scientific way that Michigan. This was not in the 1970s, by the way. That's that. That's some like we're we're starting a space program, but we only have eighteen thousand dollars to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, Michigan won a national title powered by all that pizza. They did. Oh they Michigan God. Michigan did real well, and their linemen were all eating a pizza a night and laying on the floor holding their stomachs weeping. That God. How, would you do, how would you do any better than that? Like, frankly, I'd probably be thinner today if Cook had been around. So, We'd probably be rich. So, Think of all the money so we Louis- would have saved. Oh, yeah. So Lu- Louisville's winning the national title. Yep. Pizza power. Oh, big <laughs> I have to sing it every time. I like how each week that you sing it, it gets a little sadder. Oh, <laughs> like it's like key, a wa- minor key. Papa it's, like John. A, it's like a Walkman where the batteries are slowly. Dying. <laughs> oh, Papa. Yeah. If I get, I think that's that's me simulating the effect of if I were for no reason. I mentioned this. To get repeated rounds of Botox on my face, it would just. <laughs> Gonna do burnouts in the stand. Watch me now. Love me, I will live forever. <laughs> did you see a photo of, by the way, last diversion before we get to the next round of games? You did see the photo of John Schnatter, Louisville booster, in a Kentucky jer- uh, like jersey shirt, right? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. That boy good on Twitter shared it and said, yeah, you can keep him. Hoosier. Wow. Wow. Called him, called him a Hoosier. God damn. He's Pizza Drake. He's Pizza Drake. <laughs> pizza Drake. <laughs> That's good. Can't wait for this John Schnatter Pusha T beef. It'll be great. Watch Pusha T start a pizza chain with bankrupts Papa John's. Put out an album. The, j- the, jing- the, j- the jingle would be so much better, too. It would, because he already wrote one of the most legendary fast food jingles of all time the I'm Loving It theme for McDonald's. That was Pusha T. He'd bury you, Papa John. He would absolutely bury you. And then he'd write a track about how hard he buried you and turned you into Little Little Caesar. The littlest Caesar. Uh, That's what Pusha T would reduce you to. Little, the littlest Caesar. God, that, you know what? That should absolutely be the title of the Lifetime movie about Papa John. Um, <laughs> do, you, do, either, <laughs> do, either one, do either one of you have a question so we can stop this uh, horror escape that we're painting? Yeah, here's a, yeah here's you've a, got one, yeah. Here's a good one. Let's see here. Let's, let's dial this rascal up. From TJ on Twitter. TJ Ramsey 44 is the at. Could a team made up of Bama's second-string players and coached by Lane win the SEC East? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not just being smartass, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we took a look at this a few months ago. Andy Hutchins did for SB Nation. Um, Bama's backups, average star rating. It's four. Their backups, average, mm-hmm. four star rating. And that's counting a walk-on who gets playing time. Um, as, you know, as Spencer wrote about today... <laughs> they suffered a, suffered an injury in the secondary, and in their six DB package, the backup walking in is a five star upperclassman. Mm-hmm. This yeah. actually went in the reverse order. You think Eddie Jackson was a three star recruit coming in? Obviously, misscouted because he's phenomenal. Eddie Jackson, the three star recruit, will be replaced by a four star recruit at his starting position, and then at the backup backup position in the dime package, he is replaced by a five star recruit. Yeah, let's not forget that Tim Williams, one of Bama's best pass rushers, 
was a backup last year and had to make a choice of whether to be drafted in the second or third round or come back and bump it up to first. Like their backups could be drafted. That <laughs> that's incomprehensible. And like you know, behind, I was say, oh well, without without Jalen Hurts, well, okay, which you know, three, which of their three, four, five star quarterbacks are they throwing in there? They can they can try out Copper Batman, buddy. What you gonna do about that? He'd probably be the best quarterback in the SEC East. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the SEC East where Kentucky is currently in second place. So I'll take I'll take the Bama's B team. Yeah, yeah. I hate that that's true, but it is. It's totally true. Until your team gets 30 assistant coaches, has five offensive line coaches. has. Oh, the- I, meant the, I meant the Kentucky second in the SEC East part. That, 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 li- that part is true. I like that, yeah. It's also, um, it's also true that unless you want to devote 100 to 150 people more money than you currently are spending on football, and yeah, have just way, way more scouting than you even thought possible at the college level, guess what? You, uh, you're not ready for Bama. You're just not. Um, Kentucky, is, Kentucky is one of the noon games this week. They play Missouri uh, on the road. How many of these other noon games have to just be total snooze fest for you to watch any of that game? Um, Lamar Jackson will probably need to exit that game about two minutes in. Mm -hmm. Like somehow they're just up 28 to nothing on Virginia after two minutes. And it's only slightly surprising. And Lamar says Mm -hmm. that's I think I think I've made my point. I think I think we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, West Virginia is playing a road game at OK State. That's going to be hard to pull away from, and the Michigan, yep. Michigan State carnage. So Kentucky, Mizzou is way, way down on the list here. Yeah, to be honest, I'd, I'd probably like watch. I'd probably watch Duke at Georgia Tech before I'd watch that. I mean, Wagner's playing UMass. U- UMass <laughs> is bowl ineligible. Got nothing to lose. Um, yeah. 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 Penn State. Penn State at Purdue. I, I'll watch that. Can I give you my favorite? N-A-I-A oh, it's Farmageddon, like brother. Kansas State, Iowa State's going on at the time. <laughs> oh, hell. Zoo is not a top 10 noon game. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch Peru State at Graceland, the NAIA game available on ESPN Extra. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Mm-hmm. The, those teams? Peru State at Graceland. God, these these auto these computer generated teams get more and more ridiculous. I was gonna say they're getting you awesome. Got UConn moving moving down its rivalry chart, asking East Carolina if it wants to go to prom. Uh huh. Uh-huh. says no, not us either. Keep it moving. Yeah, you get Spike Kings UCF at Houston, which UCF, by the way, now practicing spite and pettiness to the degree where I think they'll roll into Houston, and if they win, they'll spray paint what city is this on that skyline <laughs> in the end zone. Like we don't know where this is. What is that? <laughs> Houston's uh, US, uh, UCF has never heard of you. That's the, yeah. We don't even know where we are. Is this like Missouri or something? That that has more to do with uh, Florida's geographic teaching. I thought I was going to say this is this is the education system it. at work. I have um, I have a I have a quick question I want to answer. By the way, that's sure. interesting and relevant yeah. to another noon game that we have on the slate, uh, which would be. Penn State coming off a massive win. They go to Purdue. That's that's going to be ugly. But you should know this. Penn State at Purdue. I did get a question that I wanted to be real flippant and ask out. This is from at Nikki Swag 71 Nick Wagner said, will Penn State win out? Initially, <laughs> I wanted to be like, yeah, no. No. Ha. <laughs> Just answer yeah. the question with one word. Uh, will Penn State win out? Look I- at that schedule. Yeah, that schedule. Let's just look at it, man, because they they're going to beat Purdue. Barring some sort of phenomenal disaster we have not anticipated. Uh, you know, like Saquon Barkley taking the field should be enough 
to beat Purdue, one would hope. But then they get Iowa at home, which is manageable if you've watched Iowa. They're probably, what, a 7-5 and five team on mm-hmm. the year. Uh, they get they go to Indiana. That's probably the scoreliest one. And then it's at Rutgers and versus an extremely disappointing Michigan State team. Penn State could run the table. I mean, this could yeah. end up. I mean, yeah. I hear I hear what you're saying, but this is the same team that barely beat Minnesota at home. The same Minnesota team that barely beat Rutgers in Minnesota. So like, yeah, I mean, barely beat Ohio State. We all know how trash they are. If you're asking me, is it more likely that Penn State runs the table or loses two games? I'll take runs the table. But if the option is also loses one game, yes, I think they have one more loss. Agree, agree. I, I looked this up earlier, and S&P Plus, Bill Connolly's um, advanced analytics system, has Penn State winning 4.09 games over the next five, which basically probably going to win four games. They'll you know drop one along the way. Um, but yeah, yeah, nine and three. That's good. That's better than anybody anybody predicted, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, that's 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 a phenomenal result for them. So I wanted to be flippant, but hey, at noon, you can watch a potential march towards nine. Dare I say, if you get lucky, maybe ten wins. Or you can watch James Franklin waste every bit of goodwill <laughs> that he built up beating Ohio State by falling flat on his fucking face against Purdue. I'd respect I'd respect the move, to be honest. I'd really <laughs> keep... Oh, what's it's What's that? I've built up uh, credit in my emotional bank account. Oh, I'd like to withdraw all of it. Fuck you. I don't need your love. Just like a man. Just <laughs> like a man. <laughs> um, that's the, the that's the noon slate. Other than that, um, you get to the three thirty slate. We got Florida Georgia. Do we have to talk about Florida Georgia? Please. We no. might. We haven't decided. We might do a separate Florida Georgia. Yeah, thing. quarantine um, that section that off. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do. Game's it been absolutely unwatchable for several years in a row. So I would just suggest that you, as the casual viewer, skip it while I gnash my teeth and practice cutting in order to get through at least two thirds of this game before giving up. Hey, then. Uh, Let's point you elsewhere. Let's let's Please. let's walk you away from Florida, Georgia. Not not <laughs> not Spencer because he's stuck there. But you, the listener, let's let's get you away from that. You got Washington and Utah. That might be yeah. the. I mean, whoever plays Washington is pretty much. I mean, we thought Washington Stanford was going to be the Pac-12 game of the year. No, no, no. <laughs> it's Washington Utah of all things. Mm-hmm. And this is this is 14 wins between the two teams. Utah's Utah, one of the quieter seven and one teams in the nation. Washington undefeated going in. Utah. Uh, if you watch them, they are um, they're perpetually the scrappiest team, which is funny to me that like Kyle Whittingham got Utah up to a certain talent level and had a lot of success, and that he's like, no, I'm gonna stick with the I'm gonna stick with these parts. <laughs> like that's, um, every just, all of our players are defensive <laughs> linemen and punters. That's cool. <laughs> it's also it's also Washington's last chance to get pr- probably last chance to get a a, a big win to add to their resume because you go down this list they after this they play at cal they host usc they host arizona state and they go to wazoo for the apple cup and if you look at the schedule they played before it's entirely possible we get to the end of the regular season not uh, not to the pac-12 championship although maybe the pac-12 championship and Washington will not have beaten a single team in the top 25. Granted, in part, it's because they beat these teams and that helps them tumble out of the top 25. But, yeah, they I, I feel like they have to get this one against Utah just because the strength of schedule is so thin that if they drop this, they're not coming back out mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Also, keep, keep this in mind as well, that people who make polls and vote, they don't watch West Coast football. 
Still true. But they Still but, true. but they might but they might if it's on at three thirty in the afternoon. I think that works in Washington's favor though, because oh, yeah. it, you know, if you don't watch any games after this, you just look up and you say, Oh, twelve and one? Okay, sure. Yeah. So I, I saw the beat. Never mind who they played. Yeah, I wasn't asleep for that. It was good. Still true in the year two thousand sixteen. People not watching West Coast football. Yeah, very true. Um, um instead they'll all be tuning to NBC to watch Miami and Notre Dame, two of America's proudest football <laughs> programs that are definitely still relevant and good. Yep. Ooh, watch, ooh, watch ooh, this premium ooh. NBC content. Ooh, I have a huh? I have a I have a relevant reader question. At at, oh, at Maxwell John, what is Notre Dame's current win loss record? We should review mm. this. People forget. Mm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say numbers and you tell me when you tell me when to stop when I've hit the number of uh wins. Okay. All right? Three. No. F- four. Oh, nope. Five. Holder. Seven. Nope. Frosty. One. Mm, a little, a little higher. Get, getting there. Two. Yeah, there Two. we go. There we go. Yeah, we did it. Two. Notre Dame is two and five. Yeah, yeah, they're two and five. They, say it loud. Beat, say it proud. They've beaten two opponents. Dosa Cinco! Jesus, that's evil. That's, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, two and five. Miami, four and three. Beat them up, Miami. Just do it. Put put um, the sucker into the ground. Also, let me- <laughs> which 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 team would this which team would this be more demoralizing for for the fan base if they lose? Because if you're Miami, I mean, look at the list of fucking Stanford beat Notre Dame. Stanford scored five points in a football game last week. Yeah, yeah, they did. And if you're not, and if you're Notre Dame, you you are the the one thing that gets Miami football back on track this season. Yeah, I think I think there's more emotion at stake for Miami fans because if you lose this, not only have you lost four in a row, you've given you, you've making you've made FSU fans feel even better about themselves. Like you've lost to FSU a fourth time in the row, and that's that was the uh, that was the meme under Al Golden is after every time they lose to FSU, they lose their next two or three games, so and then you, you make it even com- worse you, you, under Mark Richt. Man, like I don't think real I really don't think Notre <laughs> Dame fans can get all that much lower. Though I am excited to find out if they can. Um, and see see what two and six looks like, but yeah, I mean, they've already given up on the season. Like they're already sort of resigned to like, well, we're stuck paying Brian Kelly. Just gave him an extension. So I, I feel like Miami fans have more emotions at stake here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, agreed. I will, I will probably for that reason, I will probably fifty one percent root for Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I that uh, you know you can try to do that, but it would also that's the nicest thing we've said about Notre Dame on this podcast in months. Well, don't say we. That's, As... That was you that said that. No, I know, I know. It really is. Although I will, I will also point. Hold on, how's uh, how's Texas nine and three looking? Pretty good. Great, it's great. Okay. We're, we're straight. Why you? Why are you mentioning pretty, it? Pretty good. <laughs> what year? What uh, year are we talking te- about? Texas also plays at three thirty. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Who who are they playing? Is this a game that like uh, is this a game that stirs any sort of emotions or obsessions among Texas fans? <laughs> just just you know, little little local school, local commuter school by the name of Baylor. Hmm. Don't know if you heard of them. Crept up to number eight in the rankings. I'm sure that's a typo. Uh, undefeated. You know, no big deal. Yeah, not really a school that like Texas fans have, you know, it's just parked in Texas fan psyches over the past three or four years or so. Definitely doesn't mean that in an emergency hire of Jim Grobe, Baylor did a better job hiring a head coach than Texas did with a nationwide coaching search that got them Charlie Strong. Definitely doesn't mean that. Why would you say that? Why would you think that? Definitely doesn't mean that Texas should uh, panic and hire Ted Roof. 
<laughs> I think they pony they 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 pull up the Cadillac. They go steal Jim Grobe. <laughs> oh shit! You know what? That that would be after all the years of some segment of the Texas fan base saying, "Come on, we just got to get Art Bryles." Like he can't he can't take Baylor over Texas. Just, just, It'd be like, just offer Jim Grobe. It's like there's some booster who just made the order, bring me the Baylor coach. And, and, I, and I like never, it. he I forgot like, to update it. He forgot to specify. And now, I like now, it purely now the handlers as, are just like, I'm following orders. I like it purely as sort of a game of chicken where you're like, hey, we don't want Jim Grobe, but we do want to see if we can scare Baylor into giving him a stupid contract. <laughs> Jim Crow making six million. <laughs> you, know, you might you might be able to get Brian Kelly. I have to go back and trash Brian Kelly here for for a moment because today sure. uh, these were Brian Kelly's comments on getting a vote of confidence, the dreaded vote of confidence. Can't say it without saying dreaded from Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick. Well, I was disappointed actually. Let's just pause right there. First sentence was, <laughs> well, I was disappointed, actually. Forget, there's a whole paragraph of stuff that comes after this. But the first words out of Brian Kelly's mouth when somebody says, yeah, that's the guy for the job is, well, I was disappointed, actually. I mean, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. But anytime that your athletic director has to come out and say that as a head coach, you're disappointed any kind of comments like that have to be made. So I didn't ask him. That was his decision. But I clearly understand what he was doing. He was probably sick and tired being sick and tired, too. Oh, my God. So, so did Brian Kelly just undermine his own athletic director, director's vote of confidence? <laughs> He's going to blame Swarbert for their next loss. I know it. I, I like like I really wish he had just said, well, honestly, I just I think Jack's making a mistake there. I think the move would be like, you know, while Jack has had a rough season. I have full confidence that he is the right guy to get this athletic department <laughs> moving forward next year. I'm going to invest and commit to, to, to helping him figure out how to do better. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's where Brian Kelly's at, man. And if they lose to Miami, oh, what delight. Anyway, uh, I, I do want to take another relevant reader question here. It's a very quick one, nice. which was from Jeff Harmon at... Do you double down? It is, how will the NFL ruin Patrick, lowercase, Mahomes? He, he, he spells Mahomes like H-O-M-M-E-S, which it would be in French, like Mahomes. I like it. It's good. Uh, how will the NFL ruin Patrick Mahomes? Don't know if they're going to have to. This year might do I it. Mean, Phew, yeah, I mean, yeah, he has any arm left. Are we, are we suggesting that Patrick Mahomes is going to be anything more than a third stringer? Uh, well, for the for the L.A. Rams, is that not where A-Raid quarterbacks tend oh, to go? God, go to the man. Go to go play for Jeff Fisher. Yeah, that's man. a great idea. The NFL Marshall. is really smart. No, go don't play for go, Jeff. Fisher. Go have a that's seat. the whole point. Go have a seat for Jeff Fisher. He, I really like Jared Goff tweeted out some. It was I think it was a Verizon ad or something, but it was something about like love my team, watch our games only on Verizon. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Just like me and and. And the ad, the ad said something to the effect of like, find your football life balance. And it was like, Jared, it's not the life part of that equation that we're worried about on your behalf right now. <laughs> that and that and this, it, you know, if you're going to learn anything from Jeff Fisher, I think it is a good idea for young players to go because you can learn that the NFL is a, is a scam. It's a fraud. You should oh, take every I, lesson I you hope, can get from Jeff Fisher. If we're talking, I hope we. 
I hope when uh, Jeff Fisher called Jared Goff and said, hey, we're taking you first, I hope he was like, you know what? The checks come either way. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Cash. <laughs> you can get to a second contract as a proven third string guy. I, I like the idea of learning about balance from Jeff Fisher because he's going to bring you in about eight and eight every single year. I mean, I mean, if your choice was to go go be on the Rams roster and not play and everybody say, why isn't Jared Goff or go play for Cleveland? I mean, fuck Kevin Hogan's going to start an NFL game. Hmm. Yeah. Now this is getting to the question of whether Patrick Mahomes gets out of this year because Patrick Mahomes is on some sort of exaggerated remake of Nick Foles final year at Arizona. Because as you know, Patrick Mahomes threw 88 times for something like 736 yards and accounted for 800 yards of offense in a loss to Oklahoma, prompting Chris Brown of Smart Football to wonder, why didn't they just go full onside at this point? Why are you ever going to attempt to play defense? Ever. You shouldn't. You should just, because it wouldn't look any different than what you were doing. It really wouldn't. We're at that point. Like, we're not even exaggerating with Texas Tech. I had to look up where, I had to look up where Nick Foles is right now. Do either of you know? Um... I think he's out of the league, is he not? No, no, he's he's not out. I give up. He's uh not the Eagles. Not the Eagles. Um <coughs> he's on the Kansas he's on the Kansas City Chiefs. This makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's rich. That's good. He should Cool. Yeah. That um that the only defense that's worse in terms of your total defense, which I know, total defense not exactly the greatest stat in the world. It's pretty great. It, are, are, it's are, it's arguably the worst. Yeah, uh, I will tell you this. Even the worst stat, pretty accurate here. Texas Tech. There's only one team below them. They're at 127. You know the team. Who's the team? Who's the team below them? <laughs> well, I can't do the voice as well as you do, Ryan. Oh, oh no. All right. Oregon. Well, you know, you know, basements are very roomy and cool, <laughs> and they're a good place to store things that you don't need all season long, <laughs> like linebackers. Or pass coverage. <laughs> yeah, let me just let me give you the run. There you let go. me give, there you go. Let me give you the run up, right? Just to give you an idea. One twenty three Texas State. One twenty four New Mexico State. One twenty five Bowling Green. One twenty six Rice. Then it's Texas Tech, and in last place, Oregon. What doesn't? There's a lot of Texas in there. What doesn't fit? <laughs> what doesn't fit? And it has the Nike logo prominently emblazoned on it. Yeah, I mean, it's so it, it, you know it's bad when Phil Knight's going to Niners games instead because well, the Niners are not good. Is he? Yeah. Oh he's man, at, he's, he's gonna at, go he's, get he's at the chip. Niners game this week. He's gonna you know? go bring back Chip. I would. Why? Hey, listen, man. Why would anything affiliated with Nike want to stop a run? Am I right? You want to keep that going, boys? This defense like is marketing. Oregon this year is exactly the stereotype team that every idiot Southerner always assumed Oregon was. Like their uniform. Don't talk about don't talk about Bud that way. That's just fucking rude. No, but Bud just has fun saying Oregon has never won a title and all their linemen <laughs> are very small. These are just facts. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the people who's idiot uniforms, don't play no defense and all that stuff. Well, this year they literally literally play no defense. After having good defenses under Chip Kelly, look at the per play numbers. And you know, their uniforms really have gone off the rails this year. Yeah. They're they're, they're kind of a parody of Oregon now. 43 43.9 points a game. That's what you start with on the board. If you're them and if you're on the board in terms of having scoring, well, you know, you, you, you average it a little over 50. So it's not working out. You're not distributing the points properly. If you can just get all these games to be 50, 43, including your game this weekend against TCU, 
another struggling team. Man, this is going to be this is this is not a struggle bus. That's not the right form of public transportation. It's like a it's, light rail <laughs> full of struggle. <laughs> a struggle tugboat. Um, if we're going to continue to use Spencer's garbage total defense stat, mm. and that's fine. I don't care. This is not a smart podcast, and if you thought it was, I'm sorry. You were lied to. Um, Wisconsin's number nine, and it feels like every week we read some it, 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 we read some article that's like, oh yeah, Wisconsin just lost its top tackler again. Who is killing the top tacklers on Wisconsin? This is defense, like the 538.com but... article about like, why does the oldest person in the world keep dying? <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin, I, I, I don't know how they keep doing it. I don't know how they keep playing strong, effective defense with all the injuries they seem to be suffering. Uh, but they're there, man. No, oh, they, they, they've been phenomenal this year on defense. And they are I, – I admire teams that – I think it's weird to just admire teams based on record <laughs> because, you know, Wisconsin at this point, five and two, uh, they get the award for me for being, you know, team it looks most painful to play, right? Like they just – it looks like zero fun playing them at all, right? Auburn yeah. is right there right now. Auburn also looks extremely – painful to play because they pass the ball like 11 times a game and run at 70 and when the two in your five in your five and two is one score games against ohio state and michigan mm-hmm. and no no real complaints here the uh, nope. wisconsin of course has arguably the biggest game of the weekend could be the big 10 west title game against nebraska a team that really no one has any idea about at all like we know exactly what Wisconsin is. Nebraska? What do we know about Nebraska? Anything? Nebraska is the person at your ten year high school reunion that you're you look at and you say, All right, not particularly handsome, not ugly, uh, not that smart, but not stupid, not super athletic, not super charming, just sort of like eh all around. And then you find out, oh yeah, that guy's worth uh two hundred and seventy million dollars. You're like, What the fuck? What did he do right? Yeah, corn, so, corn subsidies, so man. Yeah, by the way, end of the schedule. If they if they do not run through the end of the schedule in an unrealistic fashion, which I don't think they will, then this is the market correction where we discover that most of those were over-leveraged. <laughs> and, and that, and <laughs> yeah, that and comes back down to just upper middle class. Remember back, right, to, so and back was... in week two, and we thought Nebraska beating Oregon was a pretty big deal. Mm. Okay, that, so, this, so in this case, you go to your 20-year high school year, and, and you find out that Nebraska's in prison for security. You find out that Nebraska took a huge um, tax loss in the 90s and hasn't paid the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus. Yeah, that, that might have happened. The other, uh, the other thing I would mention, by the way, we were bagging on Texas Tech. They're three and four. They're wildly entertaining. Really. Three and four better than two and five, isn't it? It, it? Hey, way better than three and four. They got a conference win this year. That's improvement. Um, yeah, yeah, that's damning with faint praise, but here we are. Can I give you a, a much better stat, which is uh, Football Outsiders' original F-plus rankings? Okay, the combined rankings thus far for mm-hmm. 2016. I, Texas Tech, as, as problem-filled and as troublesome as they have been to themselves, uh, you know, they're, they're like 57th, okay? That puts them in the neighborhood with like Air Force and Wake Forest and Kansas State and teams that you just go, eh, you know, they're all right. They're okay. You want to know where Georgia is? I mind you, I just gave you the 57th team. Where Georgia and Kirby Smart's first year is? Mm, I think we're going to go down. Mm, you, you might want to press that arrow pointing southward because they are 
just above Syracuse at seventy-two. Woo! Yeah, you want? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you five teams above them because I enjoy making Georgia look bad. Rivalry week done the nerdiest way possible. <laughs> that would be that would be teams that are more efficient: Wyoming, SMU, Mississippi State, and Duke. And nothing says advanced math like Jacksonville. And this is this is a Georgia. Or this is a, a Florida and Georgia Tech alum using computers to tell Georgia it's bad. This is levels. Well, the Georgia Tech part of him is the computers, and the Florida part is uh, he stole it from somebody else. That is correct. <laughs> somebody else's didn't, computer, just like Cam Newton. Didn't do didn't do a lick of work and wrote my name on it, just like Cam. You're a Gator at heart, buddy. Gator legend. Um, let's let's talk about Auburn because they play Old Miss this week. Auburn looks fucking great. Old Miss does not. Um, let's just let's just reverse it because you know this is a game yeah. Old Miss is going to come so close to winning. Okay. It just makes too much It makes too much sense. Everything's yeah, Ole Miss, going Ole Miss so is well. Still talented. I mean, you know, what Not but 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 not in the very key area of stopping a running game. Uh, it, it, it would just will figure something out. He, oh, Hugh, he'll figure something out. <laughs> they rank they rank 113. I'm not picking them to win, it, but they won't lose yards, by 53. In yards per carry allowed. Yeah, they're getting beat. They're getting beat by Iowa State. Hey, I guess they better get out there and pass then. Arizona. Sounds like they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But by, by the way, just let old Chad Kelly rip it. That's that's all that's going to happen. All right. They're just going to let they're just going to let old Chad get back there. And what's happened when Chad Kelly's been given carte blanche to pass irresponsibly? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the heart. The heart's really what matters in this game. The heart. Yeah, you want yeah. to talk about carries? The heart car- because that, carries. That's where this. That's where the stray bullet will strike you from Chad Kelly's gun. <laughs> from the AK-47, he's waving around <laughs> in the street. Remember, these things actually happened. <laughs> we don't have to make any of this up. Remember, that's college football. We didn't make any of this up. Yeah, um, I mean, Ole Miss is probably going to lose this game. But yeah. But I think, as usual, Ole Miss will probably make it entertaining. They'll probably even keep it to within, you know, 30, unlike some SEC West teams. <laughs> Ooh, cold. Um, I do want to go back and take some slight potential issue with what Jason said about Nebraska-Wisconsin being the most meaningful. Did you say it was the biggest game I said it, of the it weekend? it might be the biggest because I, I, it's, I think you're going to head to Clemson-FSU. I am. Okay. I am. Um. So, so it's obvious. It's obviously big for Clemson because if they can go get a win in Tallahassee, even though this Florida State team is not quite as good as some teams of recent memory, um, that's huge. And and I think we'll all but lock up the division for them. Whereas if Florida State wins, it opens the specter of Louisville creeping back in to claim that crown. Um, it also, God, are we? Is there a possibility we're going to have to talk about two loss Florida State? Uh, being in the mix for the playoff because they're number twelve right now, and if no, they no, beat no, numbers, L- Louisville will save us. Okay. Louisville will save us. Trust in Lamar Jackson. Okay, okay. I'm just saying Trust, if, he's got. They if, got the tiebreaker. Lamar will. No, Lamar will yeah, save us. I'm not. I'm not so much worried about. I'm not so much worried about <clears throat> Louisville collapsing. I'm saying, what do we do if we get to the end of the season, and we have a bunch of, I think Bud gave us this, uh, there was a stat from David Hale at ESPN about how there are 
I think, six fewer zero or one loss power five teams at this point in the season than there were the last two. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that feels like we are approaching the territory where two two loss teams maybe aren't in playoff contention straight up, but they are a lot closer to it than they were, right? Isn't that what that kind of implies? Maybe. Wasn't Stanford, weren't they a two-loss team last year? And they were they were pretty close. Yeah, they lost to Northwestern and yeah. I forget who else. But Stanford was almost became the first two-loss team last year. So it'll happen at some point. And with so few unbeatens, maybe, maybe this is year one sneaks in. Um, I mean, it feels to me like we're... You know, it, we we do this every year around this team. This time we say, "Oh, we got clear playoff paths for the whole top four. You know what I mean? And this year, I kind of almost believe it, just because things look really, really clear for um, for Bama, Clemson, Washington, and Michigan. And not even in the like, oh, they're playing nothing but easy teams thing, but also in the the tiebreakers. Like the reason Clemson FSU for me has lost some shine is Clemson can lose this game and nothing changes. They still have the tiebreaker over Louisville. If they lose just this game, they're in the playoff no matter what. You know, yeah, like, but, like yeah. Washington, Washington, maybe they take a schedule bump. Maybe that hurts them. Maybe that opens the door a little bit wider for the Big 12. Um, but to me, you know, Michigan can afford a loss as long as it's not to Ohio State. Um, you yeah, know, that's that's what I want to get to, because if you look at week 14 rivalry week, rivalry week this year, if things stay still, Look at the number of potential ties, uh, potential undefeateds going down. Look at the number of games that are pivot points for an absolute gridlock in this process because Baylor and West Virginia have to play each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Utah, Colorado. <laughs> God, Jesus, that, oh. Right. They, You're not wrong. Yeah. One no. of the biggest Utah, Colorado matchups ever. Ever. I'm confident Ever. it's saying. Okay, like like week 13 and week 14, you get the, they have to play each other. Uh, Alabama and Auburn have to play each other, right? And if you look at the schedule, if we are playing speculative fiction, there's a possibility that the only real loss on Alabama's schedule left might be Auburn if they continue to improve. Yeah, if they get past, uh, they got to go to LSU. Yeah. Which, how's, how's that gone? Not well. I want to run right. I want to run right out of Alabama. Okay. No, no, they they got they got Cajun trickery. Now they'll That's run true. right. They'll run right around you. See. Ooh. See. Snazzy. Very. Snazzy. They got a they got a roof full of hustle. That's what you got in here. Yeah. Um. But then you get Washington. Washington has to go to Pullman, right? To play. We're initially we thought, oh, funny. This would just be a game of spiteful rivalry that might flippantly upset the whole board. No, Washington State's good. They will bang with you. They're not fun. And Washington doesn't have much of a test past them and Arizona State left on the schedule. So there's a number of games here that you look at. Oh, can, can I interrupt with one more from that weekend? Baylor, if they're undefeated at that point, do you know who they play in week 13? It's TCU, right? No. They play Texas. Oklahoma? They play Texas Tech. Oh, oh the butt. Oh. We'll wreck everything. Oh. Well, um... Can we can we pause? We're in the Big Twelve, so this isn't totally off topic. Uh, Jason, can we just get a quick update on your chi- your chicken bet with Godfrey and how you feel about mm, it? Yeah, man. Um, well, you know, we're taking it one week at a time. 
Uh, yeah. We're just looking ahead to Kansas has Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma this week, <laughs> so uh, you know we're, we're just we're just um, dialed in and hoping to get this this next L. Um, feeling pretty good about this L, as a matter of <laughs> fact. But uh, yeah, we're we're closing in on the magic number. It's counting down. Uh, I think Kansas is one in six now, just off the top of my head. I don't have that memorized or anything, but <laughs> it's certainly not the title of one of our Slack channels. I certainly, um, certainly don't happen to update it uh, every single Saturday in in one of our Slack notes. So the, so the number they have to, they have to get to three wins for Godfrey to win the bet, right? Yeah. If 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 they get to three, basically we have a double or nothing. And and if right. if if they hold steady at one, even if they get two, I am debt free. I've I've Dave, right. I've Dave Ramsey this season. Right. Um. Because I I just want you to know you're gonna be sweating the last three weeks, the Kansas, last three Texas, games for Kansas Texas could be the most crucial game of the year for me. <laughs> and like, goddamn, uh, uh, Vance Bedford might be coaching coaching Texas that week. <laughs> Like why why uh, why is all of our coverage this week slanted towards Kansas Texas? Like Kansas, Bill, Texas. Bill, uh, we we need a Kansas Texas preview. Don't ask why. How about Bill? <laughs> Bill, I just need you to write uh, two thousand words about what Texas needs to do to beat Kansas, and I need you to send that directly to the athletic Did department. You just... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just email that to Charlie Strong, please. Did you did you have him do film work for this? Yeah, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Are you scouting for them? Never mind. Yeah. Um so so while while I understand your confidence, I just don't don't get don't get too far ahead of yourself. It's a long season. It is. And uh the chicken never forgets. Chicken never um, are there any other games on the schedule that y'all want to talk about? Uh, only this that I would one like to point out that Clemson at Florida State probably still a banger. Like this yeah. is probably yeah. this is probably still a wildly entertaining football game between two teams. Uh, one with a young but improving quarterback, and with Dalvin Cook, and with everything they have on offense, and uh, whatever their defense decides to be that night, playing Clemson. And it'll be interesting to see if Clemson can if Clemson can play loose. They just haven't, like, I know they lost Wayne Gallman, and that was one of the reasons uh, that they stalled out versus NC State. They had to rely on Deshaun Watson to pass the ball a lot. It would be nice to see Clemson put together a full game, because they're really fun to watch when they do that. I'd also point out that at 10 o'clock, you have the bottom. Like, do you want to know what the, the bottom is for Stanford? It's not losing to Colorado. Nope. It would be losing to Arizona. Because Colorado's a story now. Now they're good. You know what Arizona is? They're bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're bad. Yes, um, it's a bad football team. Stanford. And I have I have to I have to accept that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A tree um, uh, our, Ryan, a, a tree goes through every season. It loses its leaves. It appears to be dead. And then after a long dormant period comes back to life. Right now, I, the leaves are on the ground for you, sir. <laughs> I, I I do want to go back to um I want to use this we have a thing we're gonna publish on Every Day Should Be Saturday about coach names. Um Going back to Oregon, do you either of you know what Mark Helfrich's middle name is? Um, mm, let me see. It's got to sound like a folk singer. I was gonna guess. Let's see, Erickson. It's August, mm. as in wow. This is the the month when everything's fine, and you haven't <laughs> lost all these fucking conference games. I was yet. I was gonna guess Coker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chizik? Mark Mark no? Kroom Helf Mark Kroom Helfrich? That doesn't seem right. Yeah, this seems weird. I just keep coming up with all of these names that seem like an interim or middle name that just stayed on too long. How does that work? 